All right, we are live, man. We're rolling, baby. We're rolling. Another week. Another week, another dollar. How was your weekend, bro? Uh, well, uh, this weekend uh, got back Sunday. We were hunting uh, up in the mountains. Uh, took my son for the very first time, uh, and really? so uh, it was it was an experience, man. It was pretty cold. We got about four or five inches of snow, raining, fog. Mm-hmm. Fog would come in, and it, you wouldn't be able to see maybe twenty yards in front of you, and then it would go. Um, saw a couple deer. Didn't get any elk. We were elk hunting. So, um, uh-huh. my father-in-law though did get an elk. Uh, he shot it off uh, going down the mountain, mm-hmm. and so it was on the mountain slope going down. It literally took us uh, three or four hours to get the elk. Uh, this elk was humongous. It was really, oh my gosh, dude, it was at least 350, 400 pounds. Was it his personal best? Yeah, he's never, it was a calf. So it was his largest calf that he's ever shot. But we, uh-huh. you know, cut the head off, cut the, uh, the you know, knee joint from going down off. Uh, and then we drug it, you know, probably... Oh, 200, 300 yards. And we're like, no, we can't do this. Like, this is going to this, this kill us. So we cut it in half. Well, how far were you guys in at this point? Like up the mountain? Yeah. Uh, it was it, going up the mountain. It was probably, we walked two miles. Okay. And with my eight-year-old son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we had a four-wheeler, but it was so steep that we couldn't. Um, so we got there up halfway, we had to walk the rest of the way and then the storm hit. Um, and then it was like torrential downpour of rain. And so we had the four wheeler up there loaded one half on the front side, one half on the second side. It took, it it took every amount of energy muscle to get that on the four wheeler. We got Mm -hmm. the front, we got half of it on the front side. The yeah. back tires literally were starting to raise up and like almost tip. So I jumped on the four wheeler to push down to the uh-huh. weight, and I was Bounced like, no, it out a little bit, yeah, yeah, it was not helping. And I was like, no, we gotta, we gotta do something different. So uh, we went down a little bit farther and, and got it a little bit more even. Got the second half. He drove the uh, the elk down, and he said he didn't even have to use the throttle. He just held the brake and he just slid mm-hmm. down. Because it was so really? wet. Yeah, it was so wet, so steep. And then my son and I walked down about a mile and a half, two miles down. Uh-huh. What was what was his thoughts? What was his experience? How do you like it? Well, he says this is like probably the last time he'll do it because it was just <laughs> like this. He's like, Oh, this is, I'm too old for this. Um oh. so, but man, it was it was an experience. Uh my son got to have his first, you know elk hunting experience and uh yeah it was it was fun but man i am so sore still sore. that's a crazy part man so for the people that are not living here in montana that's a common thing everybody yeah. hunts you yep. know as soon as hunting season's opened everybody's outdoors yep. you know they're kind of scoping out a couple different areas that they're kind of thinking about hidden um it, it it was an adjustment for me dude when i first got here hunting was not even a thought down in los angeles I mean, you, you, I mean, hunting you, for what, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's half the battle. I mean, there, w- there would be absolutely no need to go hunt. And even if yeah. you wanted to go do that, like you, 
you you basically didn't grow up in the city. You yeah. know, you were in the outskirts, you were in the suburbs. Maybe your grandparents did it, so you maybe have an opportunity to travel a little bit. You know, maybe in the summer times and the winter times. You know, from school. But other than that, man, it wasn't even a thought to me. So when I first got up here, I remember somebody was talking to me about it, and I was just like, oh, like I, I thought it was like one of those arcade games that you were they were talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, where they have like yeah. the, those fake shotguns that you like, yeah. you know. And I was sitting there and I was just like, oh, that's a fun game. What is that? What's that called? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. This is this is what me and my my kid did the other day. And I was like, what? It was just like, yeah, that, that's what we do up here. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not I'm not home. I'm not in California for sure, dude. Exactly, so, man. I mean, but it's something that I've grown to appreciate. When I first got here, I just didn't yeah. understand it. You know, yeah. didn't understand it because nobody's ever, you know, kind of walked me through what it means to do something like that. How yeah. special it is and how, like you really, really take it into consideration. Hey, you know what? Like this, 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 this animal is providing for me and my family. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, when I met some people that really kind of do it the right way, my, my respect for it just went through the roof because now I finally understand what that means and how special that is and how hard it is to, you know, so it's actually something that I'm, uh, I'm gearing up to do here, hopefully this season. So we'll there see. You go. There you go. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. it was definitely, you know, I, I've been, you know, I'm from Montana, so I've gone a couple times, um, mm -hmm. but this is my first time in Wyoming. Um, but yeah, it was it was an experience, and uh, my son had fun, and that was you know one of the main reasons why I wanted to do it is just to have mm -hmm. him have that experience. Also, you know, get some meat because meat is outrageously expensive, and you know, <laughs> you're not lying. So you're not lying. Yeah. Well, guys, welcome to another episode of Fido Montana. I hope you guys enjoyed the little the little rant that we just had. <laughs> yeah. Um, we usually do that before the podcast, but we're like, you know what? Let's just go live with it and uh, yep. see where it takes us. So, again, welcome to another episode. Um, a little bit of a weird week, simply because we are on bye week officially. Exactly. So, kind of, me and Adam decided that what we're going to do is we're going to keep recap the Idaho State game from this previous weekend. We're going to give you guys a little bit of a Grizz update, too. Um, but this will relatively be a short and sweet type podcast. Um, yep. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe us on all social media platforms at Fido Montana. Um, we've mentioned this a couple times throughout the season, but we are a part of the FCS Fans Nation exactly. um, on YouTube. You can go check us out there. Uh, you also have the opportunity to really kind of check out other FCS teams from across uh, across the FCS. So that's kind of a cool thing. You're dealing with a lot of talented people that, you know, love and are passionate about sports. So we get an opportunity to kind of be a part of that and share. Way more talented than us. Way more talented than us. We're newbies and freshies, yeah. you know what I mean? So we're exactly. still learning a lot. But uh, be sure to go, you know, show some love, show that platform some love. And then, uh, yeah, let us know if you guys want to hear anything specific because, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Exactly, man. We have a couple questions too, so we'll hit those up as well um, yeah. on the backside. And uh, but, man, Grizz update! Holy cow, we've got some uh, Grizz updates. So it's been a fun them. weekend for sports all the way around, dude. You know what? Well, I'm gonna start with the, like the like the, my favorite one. Okay. Um, and that's gonna be volleyball because dude. volleyball dominated the poor old kitties, uh, three one. Uh, they only had one match. That was an important match Friday. They they took the the trophy home, um, and so that'll stay in Missoula for a while. And they do mm -hmm. have two matches this week, uh, October sixth, which is Thursday, um, at Sacramento State, and then at Portland State on Saturday at eight p.m. All those are going to be on ESPN Plus. Man, you know 
they're they're doing amazing things in volleyball. So definitely go watch them. Definitely go go support mm-hmm. them when you can. Um, the ladies got it going. Yeah, I mean one of the, one of the cool things about that whole situation is that not only did they get the dub, but they traveled to Bozeman, Montana, to play the rival school in yep. front of a attendance winning crowd. I yep. think it's the most that they've ever had in attendance to a volleyball game, and they shut their asses up. Exactly. How cool is that to kind of think about? So there's a whole lot of pride kind of running around that program. Um, again, we have Coach Lawrence here a couple, I guess a couple of months ago at this point, yep. just to kind of talk about her expectations for the season. And uh, um, she's coming through on that promise. She's coming oh, through man, on that manifestation, man. dude. So, I mean, nothing but love, appreciation for that whole program. So looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, can't wait to see what happens. So, yeah. Uh, Next one, man. Soccer. Uh, they are at Northern Colorado. Is that soccer? Sorry, guys. Soccer. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday, they had a couple losses. Sorry, I don't have it on here. Uh, they had a loss against, I believe, Idaho, and then they tied Eastern Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, what that looks like, I have the score or the standings here. Um, come on, show. There we go. So uh, Montana is tied for basically fourth place right now in the Big Ten standings. Uh, we got a little bit of work to do. Idaho is uh, undefeated in the conference, which we lost by one uh, one goal to them. Um, so we're one, two, and one. Um, so you know it doesn't. It looks like we're far, far, far the way down there, but we're only one one game away from second place. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't take in any in account like, oh, wow, we're we're not doing well. We've uh-huh. played a lot of good competition um, and a lot of those games have been pretty close. So, yeah. And, that, and that's a crazy part with Coach C. I mean, you always have a chance, yep. you know, regardless of the circumstances, there's always an opportunity. He always puts them in a good position to win the game. Yep. And so, I mean, sometimes it just doesn't hold our weight. You know, yep. but I do think that we are a strong playoff run team. You know, I think time and time and again, we've seen that for the past couple of years and that expectation is going to be the same way, you know. And so, I I mean, how many more games do we have in the season? Like four or something like that? I believe we have four. I'll check it. But, yeah, I think yeah. we said last week we had six. So, I believe we only have four yeah. left. So, we're coming down to the final couple of games, y'all. So, make sure to get out there. Get your asses out there. I know you guys aren't doing stuff stuff on the weekends because I'm not doing stuff on the weekends either, um, especially this weekend. So uh, go out there, support, and go show some love. Exactly. So, yeah, we have four games left. Uh, versus Northern Colorado is this Sunday in Missoula. And then Northern Arizona is that next Sunday in Missoula. And then to finish out their, their season, they're at Ohio, Idaho State and at Weber State. Perfect. Well, good luck to those guys. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, next, you know, softball had their kind of their exhibition um, season. They're wrapping it up here Saturday. They play North Idaho and MSU Billings. It will be in Missoula. So uh, go check out some volleyball or not volleyball. Sorry, gosh, softball. Uh, Come on now. Are, I know, right? 1030 a.m. and 1 p.m. If you're in Missoula. Um, go check them out, support the softball team and what they're doing. And uh, I think after that, they'll then wait for the spring um, season. Perfect. Yeah. Good luck to them. 
Uh, men's and women's cross country. They are at the LC State Invitational in Lewiston, Idaho, this Saturday. Uh, yeah, I like I said, it's 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 a sport that doesn't get enough love, but it, it is hard mm-hmm. just to run by yourself. It, it is a lonely sport, and and you only can blame yourself. So, yeah, you got to be a little different, uh, a little bit of a different mental capacity to uh, yeah. being able to sustain a run like that, man. So. Like I've said this before multiple times, got nothing respectful of those guys. And so, yeah, I mean, good luck to them because that's a tough one. Uh, our last and final one, man, we've got uh, men's tennis. They are at the Idaho State Invitational this Friday through Sunday. Uh, the women aren't there. I think they have a break in the, the their action until the next week. So um, go support or, 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 you know, go support if you can. If you're not, you know, go watch. I don't even think they don't think they have men's tennis in the ESPN plus. I don't think so either. I Which think that would uh, be I think, cool if they did. That would be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be so entertaining. Yeah. You know, I, I was watching a couple of weeks ago when uh, Serena Williams was playing. Oh, and yeah. that's honestly probably the first time I ever took time to like set aside to go watch a tennis event. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's such a oh, dope yeah. sport. It is. Oh. It is so hard. Have you actually played tennis before? No, I played it by myself, like on a wall, oh. and I think I'm. Oh no, it is so hard. Like, it, oh my gosh, just hitting it over the net is hard enough. But then you're like, you just have to race back and forth. Oh man, mm-hmm. it is such a cardio workout. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So maybe one of these days I'll have to get out there and play. There but we're go. heading there into go. winter time. Spring's getting lazy, so we're <laughs> heading into go. winter time. Oh man, I know winter. I, I'm not looking forward to it, man. Ugh. I am getting a new snowboard, though, so I'm super excited for that. There you go. Good. There you go. It'll be good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, that, that is Grizz Update. Uh, that's all I have for you. But, hey, let's move into breaking down the Idaho State victory. Um, I've got a lot of things. I, I, I totally want to hear, uh, you know, Angel, what, what your thoughts are on it. What, what, what were you thinking? Because I know I was thinking. I just got to say this because I was going, coming down the mountain. I had not watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to check the score. Uh, I want to make sure I beat Angel this week. Uh, <laughs> I got to get some good juices going, you know. And yeah. I looked, I did do a double look and I'm like, no, wait, and that's got to be it. That's got to be an error. So I went to another spot and I was like, whoa, what happened? Mm-hmm. I was like, I've got, I've got, I, I, I got, went home, put the kids to bed and I was like, okay, I got to see what happened. Um, mm-hmm. and so it was, yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. So with that, what were, what were your thoughts, Angel, going after this game? What what were you thinking, man? Well, let me say this to, you know, start it off, you know, I mean, you can't be mad about a win regardless of, of no. what went on. At nope. the end of the day, we came out on the top, and that's one thing that Bobby, you know, drilled into my head. Winning is extremely hard to do, regardless of who it's against and regardless of the situations or circumstances, you know, the arena that you're in. It's always going to be a tough, a tough, tough thing to do. Obviously, we were traveling over to Idaho this week. Um, we played at their home. Um, we had a pretty good show out, and the expectation coming from last week was, hey, we we're going to pound these guys to the ground. There was yeah. a couple things 
that really kind of stuck out to me. But before we do that, let's just do kind of a little bit of a breakdown of the scoring. Yeah. So yeah. first quarter, it was zero on our end. Idaho State had a field goal, so they came up with three points. That second quarter, we really kind of took it away. We scored 21 points in the second quarter. They scored three. So at this point in time, it's 21-2-6. We scored seven in the third quarter. They scored zero in the third quarter, so it's 28-6. to six. And then yeah. in the fourth quarter, they started kind of making a comeback and scored 14 points while we didn't score any in that fourth quarter. It was a little bit of a weird game, but again, we can't take away that the most important thing, you know, is a win. I think I was listening to Riley kind of talk about the game afterwards, and it's funny when 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 Bobby wins, I think he had mentioned it, when Bobby wins, you know, by a substantial amount, it's just, it was never good enough. You know, but when we barely win a couple games, you know, by the thread of our hairs, he's always like, hey, man, I'm happy for a win. And I kind of feel the same way, you know, kind of reflecting on that. Um, it wasn't the prettiest, but we got the job done. You yeah. know, I think realistically, when we kind of looked at it and what we kind of expected how Idaho was going to Idaho State was going to play, I yeah. think it threw me off a little bit. You know, I really thought that they were going to be a little bit more run conscious, a little bit more run heavy. And even though they did have attempts, they they took chances in the air, especially yeah, with did. the 13th quarterback. You yeah. know, so that might play to the little bit of the unfamiliarness. You know, I don't know how we kind of prep for this. Maybe we expected the same thing. Maybe we expected a little bit more of a run kind of heavy game. Um, one thing that I did see is that their offensive line, I was, you know, I was pretty impressed. It did a pretty good job, you know, yeah. picking up and slowing down our blitzes a little bit. Well, and, and it just went to – go ahead. Yeah, and their quarterback did not look like a third-string quarterback. No, like, like, like to be honest, like, like he, he was very smart. Like when he got pressure on him, he he was the smartest. And I hopefully know one of the quarterbacks will watch this and that we play. He threw the ball away right away. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably what his coaches told him to do. Don't try to get something that you can just throw it away. We'll live to, to see another down. And it never got our defense that kind of momentum where that that, that killing instinct where, hey, we're, we got some juice going. And so that. That and like you said, their offensive line didn't an amazing. I thought they did an amazing job of picking up our blitzes. You know, there was a couple times where yeah, we got to the quarterback, but overall they did an amazing job. Yeah, and that's one thing that kind of stuck out to me. And it wasn't necessarily on the side of we didn't do enough. It was just hey, they just did a good job. You know, they kind of realized our blitz packages, what we were kind of looking to accomplish when it comes to something like that. And again, they did, and I did, they did a pretty good job of just being able to slow down our blitz, you know, not necessarily eliminate it completely and stop us from doing it because we still got there plenty of times, you know, but I think the quarterback was in that perfect kind of Zen mode. He understood, hey, these guys are going to do everything they can to just give me enough time to make a safe read. And I felt that that's what he was doing. He was making those safer players plays. He did get aggressive at times, but but nothing – Nothing that I wouldn't expect, you know, just from being able to play the quarterback position. If he has the time, if he sees an opening, he's going to take it regardless if it's a gamble or not. And I think his gambles kind of fell, you know, pretty good for most of the game. But again, going to show, I mean, that's the most amount of points our defense has allowed up to this year, up to this date for the the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And even yeah. then, I still think they, they did a good job being able to adjust. They played four quarters, even though it wasn't the prettiest. They they gave it that effort to really kind of give us a chance to win. I know some of those guys, I think I was reading a couple articles, were like, uh, Governor, he said, well, you know what? We got the job done, but it wasn't it wasn't to our standard. It wasn't to our liking. And so yeah. they're going to take that into this bye weekend and oh, yeah. kind of really rip it off the chains for next week, I think. 
Well, and one of the things that, and I don't know about you, one of the things that it was the turning point of that game was the Lucas Johnson fumble, right? Oh um, yeah, that was tough. on the goal line, on the goal line, trying to make a play, um, like how he does, right? And he fumbles it. It goes into the end zone. It's a touchback. It's their their score, right? That was at a point in time in the fourth quarter where it was twenty eight to six. If they mm-hmm. we got a touchdown there, that'd be thirty five to six. They then go on. It doesn't happen. We turn over the ball. They then go on to score fourteen more points. Twenty eight yeah. twenty. Um, that was that was the a, a huge part of that game where that momentum switch just swung. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that really, and I'm just gonna go offense. So offense first. Uh, I'm glad that they kind of showed the two back again, where they yeah. had. I think it was uh, Marcus and Xavier. Uh, the pace was. Uh, with the offense, it wasn't as, as quick as I thought it would be. And it was very mo- emotionless. I thought sometimes very just kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just because of a road trip that we we're kind of just like tired sluggish. Um, but it, it didn't have, you know, that emotion, like how you usually um, do. I was impressed by the two minute drill right before the end of the half. Um, that was to cool. Get that, that, right. to get, yeah. Yep. To get that touchdown. You know, we averaged 5.9 yards on the ground, uh, which was awesome because I think I was almost right, Angel. Uh, Osmo had 14 carries. I saw that, yeah. Marcus had 14 carries, and Xavier had seven. Um, I was so close, so close. Uh, and so yeah, I did I, see that, yeah. It was really awesome to see that. Um, I can't – I'm so excited for Marcus. He's back. 14 carries, 111 yards. Dude, that was awesome. And that was kind of what I was thinking about. You know, I'm kind of curious now, you know, what what changed from last week to this week? You know, maybe it was a different – maybe something something that they saw that maybe played a little bit better to Marcus's strengths. You know, because, again, Harris got in, but just got in with a little bit more touches. It seems like, you know, him and Marcus are really kind of racing for the number one spot. I think Osmo is a solid two in any situation. And I think he's proved that he needs to be out on that field. Um, I, I'm always impressed when I see Osmond play. I feel like every oh, single man. week he gets a little bit better. It's yep. a little bit better. He understands things, you know, to really kind of excel him to the next level of running back play. But it was yep. awesome, dude, to see Marcus oh. out there, you know, chugging through, you know, some some of those plays and, you know, taking out big chunks from the defense and scoring yep. touchdowns. And, you know, it was cool to be able to see that, man. And just uh, – I just – I hope that they continue, you know, to utilize the strengths that they have in the backfield. Um, yeah. On our offensive, offensive side, too, I mean, it's really kind of hard to, you know, really keep yourself in a football game, you know, when you have three turnovers. You know, we had an interception, we had that fumble, and then yeah. we had Kale Edwards on a kickoff, short kickoff, fumbling the ball. You know, yeah. it's really, really hard to keep yourself into a game. So the fact that they did and still were able to come out on top, that speaks a lot to the team because at any given oh, yeah. time, when they shift the momentum, because they were, they were right there, they were a yard away from getting that touchdown changing the tide to 35 to six football game, yep. you know, and it just ended up, you know, he, he took a gamble, you know, as yep. an athlete, sometimes you have to take those gambles and it, I did it play in his favor. You know, you, you think about that Michael Jordan commercial, you know, he's like, I shot 16,000 times and I missed, you know what I mean? So yep. you think about that and it's just like, you know, what as, as an individual that, you know, wants to desperately win the game, you know, it's one of those things is I think you just need to determine if it's worth it or not in a situation like that. At that point, you're up 28-6, really kind of pushing over to the edge where they're going to start crumbling. 
is it worth it to reach out and maybe 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 just take another attempt at getting a yard you know i think we haven't we we had the line to be able to do it oh yeah um but at the same time you know because we, I th- we all know that Bobby's never been a fan of that that reaching out. If you look at all of his receivers out there, one thing that you're going to see is that they're always going to have four points of contact or three points of contact. The yeah. ball's always going to be ticked right here. And you never see it out and about just kind of hanging out. You know, Well, and Lucas does that. If, you, if you've seen him, like, scrambling – like that's he does that. Tail. He he kind of starts running with it like this, and then he and then he he tucks it. Uh-huh. But he does yeah. kind of at first before he. Oh, tucks that's it, he that's gets... one of his biggest things. It's, oh, it's one man. of his biggest biggest <laughs> things. One of the cool things that we like to do is that like after games, he'll send photos. He'll take photos and uh, really? he'll he'll pro- <laughs> yeah he'll show you individually. You know, in front of the team, he'll be like, "Do you think he caught it or not?" And then he'll show you the photo. And sometimes they'll have, you know, a little bit of error. And he's like, all right, everybody do push-ups or something like that, you know. Oh I mean, it's 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 competitive down to everything. You know, wow. where the ball is in your hand, how tight do you have it? Do you have any air showing? So him taking the gamble and extending his arm all the way out, I know that's not something that Bobby is too fond of. Uh, yeah. Simply because it leads to potential, you know, situations like that happened this past weekend. So you're saying Kale is probably going to have to do some push-ups then? Uh, I probably, maybe, maybe <laughs> Kale, <laughs> may, maybe Lucas, you know, yeah. but like I said, all that matters that we came out with the dub, but, um, exactly. just on the offensive side, I do think that our line held them out pretty well. You know, yeah. I think they did a pretty good job. Um, it was one of those things is I would have loved to see, you know, a little bit more of a dominating game score wise, but yeah. I think they did everything that they needed to do to get the job done. I think just a couple couple big decisions, you know, kind of kept them into the game. It was no fault um, of, of anything that Idaho State was doing. I didn't think they were overly spectacular, but I will say this. Those kids wanted to win so bad. Oh, they yeah. Kept Idaho State, they, they played the so hard. hard. Yeah. The announcers were obviously favoring them. You can tell that they were, you know, high up on Idaho State, maybe coming back from a come-behind victory just because that's traditionally what you see out of this rivalry, when we, especially when we travel over there. Really, I I didn't yeah. get that. Did did you got that? I don't know. I thought so. I mean, there was oh, really? a couple of times where he was just talking about Idaho State, Idaho yeah. State. Oh man, they're sure they're giving everything they have. They have yeah. their heart, you know, heart on their sleeve. They're they're going after. Maybe maybe I was listening to something different, but see, I could have sworn I, think... I felt at some point. I remember thinking I was like, man, this guy wants Idaho State to win or something. <laughs> I think I think they were kind of grasping at straws because they're a new you know, their co- coaches new. And so you uh-huh. kind of, you kind of like lay it on thick of, you know, a new coach. You're, you're going to talk about, Hey, their culture, you're putting a culture you, or you're playing really hard, you know, and they're not giving up, you know, that's, that's a whole part of your first year there and blah, blah, blah. So, but mm-hmm. no, what about Mr. Uh, Mitch Roberts throwing that pass to Cole? Gross, Dude, man? how clean was that? Oh my Literally goodness. Going back and thinking about it. I mean, his eyes were on the ball within half a second. You see yeah. him launching the ball. Like, it wasn't yeah. give it a second, turn, read the defense, and then throw. It literally was, hey, give me the ball. I'm turning and throwing instantly. And then like, the there was no read. With the, no. With the and it was a dime, dude. Yeah. It was It, it was it, a it dime. Had to, it had to be. That guy was right on him, caught it, butt down, left cheek, whatever, right cheek. Uh, it was amazing, amazing. Dude, catch. that was that was probably the highlight of the game for me. Just yeah. being able to see that it was, I think it was cool to see Marcus back out there and get yep. more consistent touches. I mean, like, like I said before, they're all great running backs, but it was cool to see Cole Grossman, you know, make a play like that. That's a tough play, 
you know, he had to lean back. He was falling back on it, like you said, making sure that his, you know, something was inside the end zone. And yep. what a dime for Mitch Roberts. Oh, well, my I, gosh. And I thought I, I was glad that that happened with uh, Cole because he he hasn't probably had the season that he really has wanted. The last game, he's, he missed a couple catches that were either thrown too hard um, or behind him. Um, and so to get that kind of momentum or kind of just that, you know, monkey off your back where you could have some good feelings, man. Um, I, I really think that they need to be playing him in a different, just using him. But, you know, it, it's so hard because you can always, as a fan, you can say that, right? They're, they're not using him the way that you think. Because I could say the same thing about Flowers. And I do think they're not using how him how they could. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, and, and that's a lot of, okay, maybe the jet sweep. They could be using a lot more jet sweeps, but they are doing those plays. But Lucas is reading the defense and not giving it to him. But I I just think sometimes, man, you've got so many weapons, right? And someone's going to not get the ball. Um, but I hope that we can find some some touches for Cole and for Flowers because I think that they're, they're talents that we can't uh, – not just not use. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, and I think I think you kind of answered that what you were kind of saying right there with what you were how just kind of how you were explaining it. Yeah. You know, we're such we're so deep at every position. You know, we have such amazing talent on all position sides of the of the balls, and so it's just kind of cool to see and utilize it. And I think simply because of that, I don't think it's necessary that they're they're intentionally looking not to play them. Or no. giving them opportunities. I just think it's one of the things is that week in and week out they have a certain game plan, and I just think their game hasn't came yet, yeah. you know. And yeah. I th- also too, you know, we're finally kind of out of that stretch and starting and hitting it, starting to enter, you know, a backstretch of a tough season. Oh yeah. You know, maybe it's now when they start to utilize in a different way, you know, because yep. we all know Bobby likes to keep his cards close to his chest. You know, when it comes to, hey, you know what, at the end of the day, winning's hard. I'll break them out if I need to. But mm-hmm. if I can save these plays until later in the season and I don't have to utilize them, or we can consistently run inside zone, a couple canners, some RPOs, and maybe some long balls and consistently win, I'm going to keep that strategy until I need to pull it out, you yeah. know? And yep. I think that may be the thought process there. Yeah. Well, and what, what were your thoughts when, uh, you know, so Lucas Johnson fumbles the ball, he gets pulled, Chris – Chris Brown comes in for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that was just a, hey, sit down, think about, you know, how you're you're turning over the ball. Um, but, you know, he, Chris did an okay job um, with replacing him. Uh, but you, are your thoughts the same kind of thing that that, that that was because of that? Yeah, I mean, that's what I would assume so. I mean, it happened yeah. right after that. It didn't happen yeah. – you know, 10 plays down the draw, down the line. It wasn't like it was the next quarter type of decision or because that was a, that was third quarter, wasn't it? Or was that it was the, quarter? I believe it was the end of the, I think it was the end of the third quarter. Okay. So the end of the third quarter. Yeah. So, you know what? I, at that point, I, I don't blame him, you know, yeah. especially, you know, I kind of go back to, you know, the Weber state playoff game that we had over there. We played them early in the season. We beat the shit out of them, and then we ended up traveling to there um, for a playoff game in the quarters, um, and we ended up losing 17-10. And um, through no fault in Dalton's, you know, it just wasn't his game. wasn't his day. 
Yeah. You know, I think he threw for three interceptions or five interceptions or something like that. So some some crazy that just wasn't in his characteristics, you know. Um, and it ended up being that I remember at one point, and this is just my personal opinion, maybe just I mean, he's such a competitor, you know, that he always wants to be out there, which is a really, really good thing. And he wanted to step up to the challenge. But I think there's there's been certain times in my career where where Germer has set me down, taken me out of the, you know, a series and maybe basically say, Hey, think about what you just did. Yeah. You know, I need you to understand the gravity and I need you to, you know, get yourself together because it can't happen again. Yeah. You know, in that type of moment, I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe in the playoffs, you know, I wish we would have done that for, you know, two minutes. Just taking him out, put throwing Cam in. We've all know Cam to be super reliable, consistent. Give him yeah. just a couple of minutes to kind of regroup himself. And um, I think since we didn't do that, I think Bobby kind of maybe potentially learned a lesson there. You know, maybe I do need to do that, you know, so maybe that might have been. So like you said, right now, it wasn't yeah. necessarily to punish him, but it was yeah. just make him let him know, hey, man, regroup for a couple minutes. You know, we'll see if we can finish out this game. If we need you, we'll throw you back in there. If we don't, great. You know, but yeah. you don't need to be stressing yourself out like that, you know. So it could very well be like that. And I, I, I wouldn't doubt that Bobby does go that direction. So um, yeah. being able to have a, a, a Christian, you know, I think he's really good about being able to, you know, plug in during those instances just to be able to uh, one get more experience, but then two, just just keep the ship running, keep the ship running, keep it exactly. well oiled, you know, and kind of hey, give give Lucas a little bit of a break too. So I think it was strategic. I don't think it was out of spite, and I know um, Lucas is probably kicking himself in the foot right now, but I know oh, yeah. he wants to be better for next week. Exactly, uh, defense, man. You know, some of the things that I, I I kind of gleamed from this is we got. We got, again, it seems like it's coming back. Um, you know, we were taking advantage of the middle of, of the field. And I know that's just going to that that's going to be something that is what's going to happen with our defense. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run a scheme where it's it, it, our linebackers are blitzing. So you're going to leave open that middle of that field. Um is there anything that we can do? I have no clue. Uh, I know that you can probably, you know, stunt your linebackers and then have them go back, which we do do. Um, but when we play a Eastern Washington, who's going to throw the ball? Um, do we do that more? Do we do that more against Sac State? Um, it's going to be really interesting to see down the line where we're going to be pa- we're going to be playing these passing teams. That hey, are we going to we're going to still blitz? But are we going to do it in a ratio where it's not, you know, 70-30? Is it going to be more 50-50? Because, you know, the teams already know how to beat our defense. It's hit the middle, hit the middle with passing or hit those quick hits over the middle. Um, and, you know, some of the passes that they took, you know, the deep passes, they were able to get, you know, some, some yardage. And honestly, I really think that the loss of Trajan Cotton did kind of hurt us there. Um, which I think, you know, it, it was a good call. That was such a, that was such see, a tough see, call though. It, it was, it's such it was, a, a, I mean, it, the, the refs had to make that call, right? They, they, he did hit him with the shoulder in the head, but this is the hard part. When he's, when, when Trajan's going down for that hit, the guy is up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He, he's, he's not intent. Like you, you can tell no. he's not intentionally trying to headhunt no. this guy. I just think it ended up being a you know wrong place, wrong type type of situation. Yeah. He's, you know, he's he going. Was, he's, he was he's falling. Leaving. Yeah, yeah. 
he was already falling down at so at that point it looks like he was a nasty shot but it really wasn't a trade i mean con was he wasn't going for that 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 wasn't his intentions you can tell you know it just ended up being he ended up falling at the wrong time his shoulder ended up being at the wrong place and so that i think that definitely does because again you know the toughest part about it it all started that you have to travel to their location you know it's a tough thing to do nobody likes to do it um you know previous weeks you know we've heard like in indiana state you know heard there was a quick turnaround we were on the ground for less than 24 hours and back on the bus and going back home you know because we understand that traveling is a tough thing to do you know it just takes you off your routine and so you know what that's one thing that i did kind of notice it seemed like we were a little bit down in the dumps for a little bit it took us a little bit longer to kind of get our engine you know kind of started so because of that um i don't necessarily attribute that to you know being a bad team by any means but it's just one of those things is okay we understand that this could affect us so we need to plan accordingly when we do travel just to be a little bit more efficient well and that that's kind of the scares me a little bit because you know not this next game we'll play idaho at home but the next two games are road games and Mm -hmm. one of those road games is at like eight o'clock nine o'clock at night in sacramento so that that game's not going to get over till what, 10, 11, 12? Mm-hmm. We get home at what, Sunday morning probably? Mm-hmm. And then we, 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 we get right into it for Weber State and then have to go that next week and go to Weber State. That, that's a hard stretch, man. Those are back-to-back hard games on the road. You know, that's where I think our season is going to be put to t- the test and see, see how we – react to that see how are the, the their the guys bodies react to that um because that's going to be a hard stretch mm-hmm. no um 100 it is and so i mean just going back to you know the idaho state game i mean that could have played a little bit of a factor you know just traveling yeah. to somebody else's play i i've known i've been guilty of that i haven't played my best when i'm on the road you know sometimes it just happens and so i think to really be a top tier football team um i think this it was good that it happened here because obviously we still came out with a dub but it kind of opened our eyes to let us know that hey you know what we're human just like anybody else and we need to make sure we stay on top of every factor and every phase of the game um even as something that's insignificant as a travel you know it, it plays a part into you know how you guys go out there and you know get the game started and so again a little bit slow first quarter we turn it on second quarter and then from there coming out of half it was uh, it just one of those things where it just seems like we weren't clicking all together. And so I know it's frustrating on the player side um, when they kind of started diving deep into the probably the film study. Uh, but I also know that with the head coach, with the structures that we have in place, that, you know, it's, it's, it's out, it's flushed. We learn from our mistakes and we're focused on, obviously, Idaho within two weeks. Yeah, and like we said, we kind of went over this, my thoughts. You know, we weren't able to get some of the pressure like we wanted to. The, the line did a really good job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, ISU made some really good smart plays, you know, with, they did. with, with the ball. Um, they got us on some deep plays down uh, down the field, and, you know, we gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter, which hasn't happened at all this year. And so, I do think that they got away with a couple of plays, too. I saw a couple of pushes off the, off the corners. Yeah. of the safeties so i yep. did think that they got away with a couple of those things obviously this is me just being you know a game analyst i can know anything but uh yeah. but um i did see a couple you know a couple of things that you know they got away with for sure um and yeah i mean it, it was just it was an ugly win but it was a win and that's yeah. all i can be happy for you know like you said you know just kind of breaking it down and summarizing it 
you know, 100%. I thought they did a good job just slowing down the pressure that we were giving him to give him just enough time, you know, to feel comfortable back there. He yeah. did. He seemed like he was pretty locked into the game for being a third-string quarterback and, you know, ready to try to go win the damn thing. So that was cool to see. Um, I think we just have superior superior talent at every, you know, every position on the field. Um, yeah. And that played, I mean, you saw that. I mean, we're throwing them around, throwing them around. It just, you know, some plays didn't go our way, you know, we're just missing by, by, by a hair, you know, yeah. those sort of things. So, I mean, it's just, it's a game to learn from. And we need these games, people. And people don't understand. Well, it wasn't impressive enough. Bullshit, it's a win. We're 5-0. Yeah. and oh, in the conf or in for the season, that's not a damn place. That the damn bad place to win. Last time we were five and zero, I think was in t- two thousand nine or something like that. Believe so, I believe so. Yeah, too. something like that. And I think we made we made you know the championship that year too. So yeah, we're looking good, people. And I think that yep. exact year too, we played Idaho, and I think we ended up beating them like ten to twelve. So people are freaking so. out, but let me yep. tell you this: don't be freaking out. Take a chill pill. Go on a walk this afternoon. Maybe have a couple brewskis to relax. We're going to be okay. We're going to kick the shit out of Idaho in two weeks. But we'll have a preview for that here. Next well, and if, you, and if you want if you want to go way you know, down deep, that last weekend, Georgia, the one number one team, barely beats Missouri, right? Yeah, so, it, was, it was a so, weird weekend of football, yeah. I'm telling you. So, so, like, if the number one team in the, the FBS can barely squeak out a win, I think, you know, the number three team in the FCS is able to – do that too um but man our special teams you know we had we kind of had an up and down special teams we know we had that fumble but man patrick roar roarback uh getting special uh, teams player of the week baby year 52.8 average uh he is totally killing it man and congrats to him uh but yeah i i just i i can't if you have not seen the interview we've done with him it, it is it is an awesome interview with patrick um where he just bleeds maroon, man, and and it's mm-hmm. it's awesome to see, and I I just I'm so excited that he's just killing it, man, his first year, and kind of wish him the best. But also one thing that kind of hit me, man, of this game before you know we kind of wrap up, but uh, the injury bug kind of hit us, man. Uh, Junior Bergen yeah. has a, a hamstring injury, and you know Liam Brown goes down. Um, I believe it was like the second quarter or something. It looked like some type of a knee issue. I'm not mm-hmm. the doctor, but uh, he didn't return to the game. Uh, but Junior uh, Grims, I think it's a Grimsard, did a really good job um, in his absence. Um, so hopefully, you know, Liam finds, you know, health and, and gets back on the field. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to happen. It was just a matter of when. Yeah, 100%. And so just being able to take care of your body, this is, this is where it starts to get ugly for some teams. You know, the, the, the injury bus, you know, start to come along. And so, you know, I'm confident those guys are doing everything they need to do in order to try to keep them upright. Um, and I just pray that they realize at this point of the season, it's 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 nutting up and going out there and grinding it out. And so you're going to be, you know, banged up regardless of who you are. You take a beating for sure, you know, but just make sure that you're doing things. You're spending the time in the training room. You know, you're doing some mobility work at home. You're taking the time to fuel your body the right way. And, you know, through the course of, you know, a couple of weeks, it will make a difference. Through the course of a season, through the course of, you know, you know your next couple of years just being an athlete, it'll change the way you view the game. It'll change the speed of it. It'll start to slow down for you. I mean, it just does wonders for you just being able to take care of your body. And so, yeah, I mean, I wish some speedy recoveries. I hope, hopefully it's just something that they can come back. You know, again, we're in bye week right now. 
So it just gives us an opportunities to lick some of those wounds to feel better for next week. And so by we came at the perfect time for sure. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we have a couple questions that we want to get to, but Angel, I have a question for you. You know, yeah, since you, you've played for the Grizz, man, you know, this bye week, what is this yeah. bye week like? What is it? What does it entail? Um, what is it, you know, what is it like for, for a player that's on the Grizz? You know what? So really it's kind of based around really kind of getting our feedback under us. We still get after it a little bit. Um, we're still putting on the pads. We're betting a little bit. We're prepping for the, obviously the following, uh, the week's team. And we also take a little bit more time to look at the week before's game. Um, whether it be a win or loss, primarily I've been on the back end of both of them, a win and a loss. Um, and it's given me time just to spend a little more time in the film room. Gives me a little bit more time, um, to spend a little bit in the, in the training facilities, um, workouts were there obviously have a different strength to us, but during this week, we would really focus on mobility, strength training, making sure we were feeling pretty loose. We were still mobile enough that we weren't so, so tense in times where, yeah. cause that's when you start to, you know, really kind of, uh, build up those injuries. Um, and then normally depending on the week, depending on the win, um, we'll have, I think a Saturday afternoon off to be able to hang out with friends and family. So it's really just one of those weeks to really get your mind refocused. You know, we really start hounding in on, hey, you know what, this is time to take care of your body. Um, make sure we don't lose focus of the vision because you're obviously being in the middle of the season. Um, yeah. Potentially some people start to steer away and it starts to get a little bit tough. And But, um, you know, they do a pretty good job of ingraining that these are where the champions are made. So make sure that you're taking the time to, you know, take care of yours. Exactly, exactly. Well, hey, uh, we've got some questions on uh, Igris. Yeah. Um, you know, beware of the D. Uh, Ask how concerned are you uh, both with the sloppy special team mistakes? Also, it drives me nuts that we cannot seem to consistently pick up third and fourth uh, in short. It seems like it has been a problem for years. What do you think the main issue is that keeps us uh, hanging us up? Um, you know, the special teams doesn't worry me. Um, a lot of the guys that are, are doing those mistakes are kind of new to the program. They're new, you know, they're, they're younger guys. Um, but I, I'm sure that Bobby will get those, you know, straightened out. Um, yeah. Third and fourth and short. Um, I, I think it, that that has been a, a problem. Like last year, it was a huge problem where we weren't getting those, those red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it, with a new line and with some running backs trying to get into the groove and kind of getting into um, more like, sh- you know, play shape, I think that will kind of straighten itself out. Um, but I'm not too worried about it this year. Mm-hmm. Now that last mm-hmm. year it was, it was a problem. If it keeps on happening, it, it, it might be a problem, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. No, kind of like what you said, the special teams mistakes, if it was any other coach other than body, I'd be worried. Um, with yeah. him, obviously, that is his niche. That is where he excels as a coach, and he's really damn good at it. Um, so because of that, um, if you felt that it was a little bit sloppy, um, I mean, again, just like any other game, there's going to be things that weren't perfect. I do think that this is going to be an, uh, an opportunity that Bobby really kind of takes to correct those mistakes. So I'm not necessarily too worried about the special team simply because I know we have, you know, kind of a game plan already in order, especially being Bobby's kind of forte. As far as the third and fourth, um, I'm. This may be a little bit different than what people think. It's a hundred percent on the offensive line. You know, what people always say, "Well, there's a whole team out there." Hundred percent. 
But I, since being playing that position, it always felt like, hey, this is our job. When we yeah. don't do it, we failed. And so because of that, um, I think that speaks a little bit to the the experience that we have on the line. We have a couple newbies. We have um, a couple guys with some experience and some guys that are transferring from a different position. You know, I think those those th- those short third and fourth downs, I think as the season goes, they're going to start to progress because they're going to realize that every inch matters, especially heading into these bigger games. Yeah. Right now, we can get away with it because we – I think we know we're better than these teams, which should exactly. be expected. We should beat the brakes off these teams. Yep. Heading into this back end of the season, this is where we start mm-hmm. having to nut up a little bit and every single down, every single inch counts. And in those big games, it's going to be a game of inches. And so that's where it's really going to come into play. So I hope as the year progresses, they understand the importance of those short yardage situations and figure out a way to really kind of net up because – that's just what Dola is, baby. We got to figure out a way to get it done. We get the job done together, and it's uh, if we don't, that's on us. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. this next question, I believe, is a cat fan trying to stir something mm-hmm. up. So, West Coast fan, uh, if the Cats, Weber, Sac State, and possibly Eastern Idaho and UC Davis played the same five-game schedule as the Grizz, so far, would they all be 5-0? and he says, I believe they would, meaning we still really don't know how the good the Grizz are, uh, but we're going to find out. I don't think that all those teams would be 5-0 and if they played our schedule by now. I definitely don't think Idaho would be. I don't think UC Davis would be. And I would, I would question Eastern as well. Um, I think the Cats and Weber State and Sac State would be undefeated if they played our schedule. Uh, but you can't. You can't compare compare apples and oranges. Yeah, we may have an easier first, what, five games, but our, our next six are going to be way harder than your first five. Um, so, uh, and then some Grizz fans kind of go after him about the, uh, the the Cats losing to Oregon State by 20 or by 40. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, he gives us crap about only scoring 28. I'd rather score 28 against Oregon State than 28 against Idaho State. So, mm-hmm. um but you know, it you, you can hate on us. You can hate on us. These, these are hypotheticals, man. I mean, <laughs> why? Why? For what purpose? You know, yeah. would it be five and zero? I don't know. I. Yeah. What do you mean? I, I'm not a genie. I don't know. Like well, you said, we, I, we mean, have if, no control doing, over our schedule. Like, yeah, we don't I mean, pick those games. Like the the players, I'm like, oh, let's get let's get fucking Idaho State in that schedule. No, like we, it doesn't matter. It you, doesn't. you get card the belt. We've been part of some shitty ends of a couple tough schedules that are way tougher than a lot of these guys or a lot of these teams I've played for. Do I mean to say hypothetical? Well, if they would have played our schedule, no. You win them or you lose them. You win them or you lose them. Let's let's let let's find out. Let's find exactly. out. It doesn't matter. We're at where we're at in the season. We got dealt the cards that we're getting dealt. You know, I can remember a handful of times where I'm saying, well, Eastern Washington has a bullshit season. I can remember a handful of times that are like, well, the Cats have a bullshit season. I'm not yep. sitting here crying about it. It's just basically one of those things is let's find out who, who exactly. comes out on top at the end. Because at the end we'll, of the day, we'll, at the, we'll we, definitely play the cats and, and we'll see well, who's I mean, the we, best. Yeah, we, we got to play the cats. We got to play Weber State. We got to play Sacramento State. I mean, Eastern those are pushover. We got to play Eastern Washington. Are you kidding me? We still get a yeah. tough schedule just because it's, we don't do it the first the first game. You when know, you want. 
I don't know, dude. Something like that. Let's 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 find out. How about that? Exactly. Let's find out. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but definitely go go to Egris. So some of the comments on it are hilarious. Was he a cat fan? Um, uh, I'm pretty sure because he spelled Grizz G R I S. Um. And then he brings up, then someone's like, yeah, good job uh, uh, spelling Grizz the right way, cat fan. And then he mm -hmm. goes into the Oregon State. So he kind of showed his cards. Uh, but uh, our last question is from uh, Grizzing Gatorland. Grizz, Grizzing Gatorland, there you go. Uh, Grizz in Gatorland. Sorry, gosh. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, how much do you feel not having Junior Bergen hurt the Grizz last week? It seems to me that many times he has a good punt return, which helps the Grizz moment, gain momentum. And once they have that, they seem nearly unbeatable. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, having a playmaker like that kind of it, it is nice to have. But I, I really do think that it's the next man up. And, and you saw that. You saw Keelan White uh, raise his game and he, he did he did awesome. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I really don't think, yeah, if we lose Junior Bergen, he's a great talent, but I don't think that there's not, there's guys that can't step up and do the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. would it be more punt returns? No, but it, it, there's some other areas that we can get momentum by where it's not just a punt return, where it's not just a kick return. Um, because we've got some guys that can play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, just think about G Junior just in general. He's so electrifying. He reminds me of yeah. a lot of um, maybe not the same play style, but um, just the energy that he brought to the to the field. Um, yeah. Kind of very similar to Jerry Lou McGee. I was you thinking know? the same thing. Whenever he touches the ball, you know, it's it's exciting. You know, yep. whenever he scores a touchdown, it's at the right time. It's yep. when we need it, when we need that momentum, you know. And I think yep. uh, he has that energy to him that's just kind of contagious. And yeah. you love it as a teammate. You love it as a fan. It's one of those things is, you know, it's going back to this past week. I really hope and pray that he just isn't heard like that. I'm praying that it's a little bit of a tweak that he's going to come back um, because he's a talent for sure. You know, on the other end of things, I, I agree with what you said, too. You know, we've been dealt before. I mean, we think about last year, some, oh, some yeah, tough cards, yep. you know, brutal cards, you know, as yep. far as injuries goes. And. And we still and we still ended up to have you know a pretty successful season, but not yep. what it should have been and what it could have been, you yep. know. And so it's not necessarily taken away from the team. I just think it's taken away from you know the potential that we could potentially have for this upcoming season. And yeah. I think that's where it gets a little bit sad because at the end of the day, they got plenty of talent, you know. But there's a reason right. that he's at the forefront of that. There's a reason that you have those Keelings and your Leaks and your Coles and. You know, all just all these guys, all these other guys, and your Roberts that are just so talented in so many ways because they just elevate it. They understand the game, um, and they help bring it and to, to the highest form that you possibly want it. And so, again, we hope that those guys, you know, him, Brown, um, even um, who was it, Braxton Hill. I saw him in a jersey this weekend, so I hope those guys have a. Oh yeah, because he was hurt recovery. last weekend too. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we hope that um, they're able to kind of make it back out there because. There's just something about their energies that, you know, is really, really awesome to see. And so we need them to be healthy for the rest of the season. Well, so, Well, and Junior Bergen, like, you, you do not – if it is a hamstring, right? You do not mm -hmm. want to rush a hamstring because I always feel – and I'm not a doctor, but I am always feel like it, your hamstring, if your hamstring starts hurting and you don't take care of it, 
if, if you keep on playing and keep on playing, it might be your knee. It might be something else way more major that I, I feel like that, that kind of is like a warning sign of, Hey, you got to take care of your body uh, before it leads to something, you know, catastrophic. Um, so, you know, hopefully he, he heals, takes the time that he needs, not to take the time that he feels like he should give to the team, take the time to fully heal where you can not, you know, you can do what you need to do uh, because mm -hmm. that's the most important thing, man. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yep. Like, uh, like we said, you know, the biggest thing, I mean, we started the first, the first week of the podcast, we just got to remain healthy. Yep. You know, if we remain healthy, we'll have a chance no matter who we play, no matter what location. And um, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun back half of the season, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like this first half has just flown by. Oh man. And yeah. so, yeah, it's it, like next week, guys, we will have a preview of Idaho. Um, but yeah, I have to give uh, Angel props. He did win this week by like three points. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, What's the record? What's You're four and zero, man. Four and zero. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first week we tied. Uh, you have pulled four, four straight out. Um, I'm gonna have to like do a comeback here, man. This is this is getting ridiculous. So, um, but. Yeah, I got to give you props. But guys, uh, make sure that you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find our podcast everywhere you get your podcast. Um, again, uh, thank you for sending in those questions, those people that did. Um, we love to hear from you. So keep on uh, getting a hold of us. You can get a hold of us on all of our platforms on Instagram, Twitter at Fight on Montana. Um, check us out on the YouTube uh, channel with FCS Fans Nation there. Um, and yeah, we will check you on the flip side on next week. hundred percent, man. Like we said, just keep, keep sending those questions your way. I know I give the cat fan a little bit of a hard time, um, but it's all. <laughs> Are you feeling bad? Are you feeling bad, Angel? You know what? I feel bad. Sometimes I can be mean. So I just I don't, say, I don't keep, feel bad. Keep sending, them. <laughs> keep sending them. It's all in fun and games. Um, yeah, guys. And uh, go Grizz. Fight on. <laughs>